0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Splunk, the data-to-everything platform, helping you turn data into successful outcomes for security, IT, DevOps, and, well, everything. Learn more about Splunk at Splunk.com D2E. From
1: NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Hi, everybody. Yeah. Oh, how nice. Hello. Awesome. This is great. So we have four brilliant contestants. They are backstage right now getting in the Halloween spirit, bobbing for Apple products. And they will be up here playing our nerdy games. And one of them will become our big winner. We have an amazing guest. Our guest is comedian Nick Kroll. Yeah. His animated series Big Mouth just started second season on Netflix. Uh, it's all about his teenage years, which can be rough. Anytime I think about my teenage years, I gotta tell you, the smell comes back to me of this acne astringent sea breeze. Do you know what that is?
1: I remember that it existed, but I, I'm not that familiar.
2: With I it. think it was made from fresca and vermouth. <laughs> And it was, it was super strong. It, was, it had tons of alcohol in it. Like, it was 180 proof. We all slathered our faces with it, hoping it would help. Uh, and the funny thing is, I remember going, I cannot wait till this part of my life is over. And then you find out later that you still get zits. Yeah, I still get zits, but now they're on my wrinkles. That's great. That's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, to have a pimple on a wrinkle. A prinkle. Thank you. Thank you, life. So now I just drink the sea breeze. <laughs> I had a huge crushes. You, were you the kind of teenager was, that just... I
1: was pretty crushy. I was look, looking for love everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
2: who was... Do you remember the name of your first crush?
1: Her name was Mickey.
2: <gasps> like, oh, Mickey, you're so fine! Oh,
1: oh yeah, sure. Killed me.
2: That's, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Murder. How'd it work out?
1: One time we were talking on the phone, and she said, "I heard a rumor that you like me. Is that true?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "Oh, good. I like you too." And then I got really nervous, and I was like, "Okay, bye!" And I ran out, ran out into the woods, and like tried to cool my face off with, with leaves and grass and stuff because I was so embarrassed. And then I don't think with we
2: leaves and grass. I just
1: sort of rolled around. I didn't know what to do. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I don't think we ever spoke again. What was, it was this? Two,
2: Beginning, middle, and end of a romance, I, I right blew it, there. I blew it right away. That is actually kind of symbolic of a lot of relationships, right there, that exact trajectory. <laughs> I like you, guy has no idea what to do, then it ends.
3: Then it ends, it's yeah. all over.
2: Uh, Big Mouth has uh, cool animated uh, characters in it, there are hormone monsters, there's a dancing tampon, which I love. Uh, you know what, I have to admit, I have never tried that period underwear Thinks. Uh, probably because all of my underwear inadvertently becomes things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all, the women, all the women are laughing. all the men are like, is "I whats I just
2: see profiles of guys' faces. <laughs> I think I've done all material we can't use, so should we start the show? Okay, great. Our first game is called Best of the Fest. I have never been much of a festival person. Uh, For me, Best of the Fest is the moment I get to leave. (laughs) First up, Jill Zarcone. you work in philanthropy for a hospital and read obituaries every day as part of your job. Yes. Okay, great. So what makes a good obit? I think something poignant, um, something that will make me laugh so my day goes a little quicker. How long should they be? How many words? Uh,
3: I think, you know, uh, short and sweet is good, you know, but I do enjoy the long, you know, poetic type. You know, I had three wives, I had three dogs, it was a good life, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Jill, when you ring in, we're going to hear this. And your opponent is Emma Blecker. You work for a restaurant group, and you also get together every year with your family and play a card game named Murder. Yes. Sounds dark and intriguing. What is Murder? The game. Yeah, well... (laughs) (laughs) Let's start, like, with that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, It gets very dark. So we pull cards, and if you pull the murderer, at some point in the day, you have to go up to someone with no one else looking, and whisper, you're dead. <laughs> and what that means is that they then have to continue to do whatever they're doing at that time until someone discovers their body, which has ruined a whole day of, like, the one-week vacation that many people have. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> so you just have to lie down wherever you well, are? Well,
4: no. So we've had to come up with rules over the years because there have been hazards, like you can't kill someone when they're in the ocean or when they're... <laughs> In direct sunlight or near fire. um.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Emma, when you ring in, we're going to hear this. All right, Jill and Emma, whoever has more points after two games will go on to our final round. This is a trivia game called Best of the Fest. I'll describe a festival held somewhere in the world. You ring in and tell me if it's real or fake. But be careful, because if you guess incorrectly, your opponent automatically gets the point. Here we go. Put some spring in your step and some infants in danger at the annual El Colacho Baby Jumping Festival held every June in Spain. Men dressed as the devil jump over rows of babies to cleanse them of sin. Real or fake? Emma. Real? It is real. (laughs) It's real. I feel like you looked at me with a glint in your eye. You're like, this is my kind of festival.
4: (laughs) My family members would participate in that. I think they would.
2: Every Easter in France, a group called the Brotherhood of the Giant Omelette cracks more than 15,000 eggs to make one gigantic omelette for everyone to enjoy. Real or fake? Jill. Real. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. They use extra-long baguettes to stir the mixture. (laughs) So French. I don't know where they... Where do they cook it? On the sun? Where do they cook that? (laughs) Every winter in Sweden marks
1: the ice pole sitting contest in Vilhelmina. Competitors sit on top of an eight-foot-high block of ice and must endure the freezing cold for more than two days straight to win a cash prize. Real or fake? Jill. Real. Yeah, that is absolutely
0: real. You're Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Break out your Oscars and leg warmers for Fonda Fest at the Henry Fonda Theater in Hollywood. It's not all Janes at this party. Henry's, Peter's, even Bridget's are welcome. Dress up as your fave and then mingle with your fellow Fonda fanatics. Real or fake? Emma. Real. Oh, no, that one's fake. It sounds so good, right? (laughs) Go to that. I I know, step aerobic classes be super fun, yeah. (laughs)
1: This is your last clue. Erie, Pennsylvania is home to the annual Ball Pit Ball. At this black tie event, a fancy hotel ballroom is filled with colorful plastic balls for adults to play in and take Instagram photos in. Real or fake? Emma. Real. I'm sorry, it's fake. It is fake.
2: It's not my game. It does sound like the best wedding (laughs) of all time, right?
1: The formal wear is is the real clincher for me.
2: Great game. Jill is in the lead. If you also learned Klingon to understand what the cool girls in middle school were saying about you behind your back, (laughs) our next game is for you. So this is an audio quiz called Conlang. Conlang is short for constructed language, which is a nice way of saying a fake language like Klingon or Elvish that nerds can learn. So I'm going to play you a clip. You're going to tell me the movie, television show, or video game the fictional language comes from. And the points are double. So Jill, stay in the lead, and you are in the final round. Emma, you need to get more points, or you can take solace in the old Klingon proverb. You'll get them next time, Tiger. <laughs> All right, let's start with an inspiring military speech. Jill. Game of Thrones. That is correct, yes. Are you a fan? Yes. Okay, do, do you know the name of the language? Uh, I think it's Dorathian. Dorathian? Dor- Darthraki, yeah, Darth that's Racky. right. Yeah, yes. there you Thank go. You. Very good. Yeah. If you have kids, you'll probably know this one. Despicable me? Jill, that is correct, yeah. That is banana language. Minions, I always want to eat a minion. I feel like they
1: (laughs) They do look they They will they look like marshmallow peeps.
2: (laughs) I guess so. This language lets you communicate with a certain animal often associated with being evil. (laughs) Jill. Harry Potter? That's right, that's parcel tongue from Harry Potter. Fun fact, we got that recording of me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes out to everyone who's built a swimming pool, waited for their character to get in, and then deleted the ladder, so they drown.
0: <laughs> Emma. Emma.
2: The Sims. Yeah! Simlish. You play, you're nodding your head, one of your favorites. I was a Sim for Halloween one year. You were? Yeah.
4: Just a diamond, but you know. Just a diamond? Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is your last clue. As Mila Jovovich learned in this 1997 space opera, the word multipass bridges all cultures.
0: Kiko Emma the fifth element
2: that is correct after two games Jill will be going on to our final round We'll find out who will face off against Jill in our final round. And comedian and actor Nick Kroll is here. He started a Comedy Central show called Kroll Show, which you'd think that show was made for him, but actually, he beat out 300 other Krolls. (laughs) I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Forward Networks. Your network is mission critical. Your business depends on it. Within your network, there are dozens of vendors, thousands of devices, millions of rules, with network data creating billions of lines of text. What if there was a single source of truth for your network? Now there is. Forward Enterprise creates a digital twin of your network, allowing you to search, verify, and predict behavior like never before. Learn more at forwardnetworks.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Founder Ken Grossman shares why he thinks of his company as a family, and not just because his daughter and son help run the brewery.
3: We've been focused from our beginning on trying to do the right thing. Our focus is to treat people fairly, to produce great products, to try to
0: build a a company and a culture that's sustaining but it's also a community, a family. To learn more, go to sierranevada.com. Please drink responsibly.
1: This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He starred in Oh Hello on Broadway, Kroll show on Comedy Central, and the second season of his animated series Big Mouth is streaming now on Netflix. Please welcome Nick Kroll. Hey, Nick. Hi, Ophira. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, I want to start from the beginning. You grew up in Westchester, New York.
3: <laughs> tough streets. The tough streets of <laughs> right, New York.
2: You are the youngest of four.
3: Yes, I am. So,
2: were you, were you babied or teased?
3: Uh, I was both babied and teased. My brother definitely kind who's turned into a wonderful man and father uh, for himself (laughs) but as a child would uh, give me uh, what we would call in the business a toothpaste wedgie Uh, Mm -hmm. that means you put toothpaste in underwear and give uh, your younger brother a wedgie that's terrible and if you were curious if your butt could feel mint it does (laughs) shout out to Dr. Bronner's (laughs) And you were a theater kid. I was not much of a theater. I, I did a few plays along the way. Growing up, uh, my friend Andrew Goldberg and I, who, who I created uh, Big Mouth with, uh, thank you, uh, he and I would like host uh, the Purim talent show. I love every moment of this. As, like, as Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, not, not even a Purim character, yeah, no, Wayne and no, Garth? Oh, no, no, not at all. Um... But no, I didn't do much theater. It was really when I got to college, I started doing improv comedy uh, that I really fell in love with doing it. Then want to do for the rest of my life.
2: So you make a New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. that you're going to try some UCB classes. Yes. In New York.
3: Yeah, I I graduated college, made a New Year's resolution to start doing improv and stand-up comedy and met people that I'm still friends with and work with today. Uh, I also started doing open mics around New York City uh, and very at some point in that process met you. That's right. Yes, we go back many years to stand up in horrible bars Terrible. around New York City with people like ourselves Very funny, talented, kind people, and like 60-year-old men still living with their mothers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And they killed. Yeah, they were doing great. (laughs) They were doing great. They were doing
2: great. great. So 2013, I just find this interesting. So you do The Kroll Show on Comedy Central, which is a show built around you. (laughs) Obviously, we know this is a character-driven show, but at the time, in the comedy world, there were not a lot of people doing characters. Everyone was really doing a lot of self-referential comedy, talking stories from their lives. I mean, in a way, that just seemed like much easier Mm -hmm. than doing characters. Not if
3: you don't want to share who you really are with an audience. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That just never appealed to you.
3: Keep those walls up, (laughs) O'Farrell. Yeah.
2: But I'm just wondering when you were pitching this, mm-hmm. I assume Comedy Central was like, What do you have? and you were like, I wanna do this character driven show. Yes. Were they like, Great, this is different, nobody's doing this um, right now. They
3: were they were actually very cool. I had done a bunch of sketches online and that we'd put out like a uh, Bobby Bottle service and Fabrice Fabrice and uh, yeah. Um, and so the early, I don't know if we had any Oh Hello online at that point, but we had, I'd done a bunch of stuff and so, uh, and I did a special for Comedy Central called Thank You Very Cool, which, uh, <laughs> d- is about the response that it deserves, <laughs> uh, and it was sort of a, become a backdoor pilot for, uh, The Kroll Show. I, we were very specifically wanted to do character-driven comedy. I think I've always been drawn to people uh, trying to make people I don't like in real life somehow sympathetic. hmm And I don't know what that says about what my uh, inner world.
2: <laughs> so the characters that you and John Mulaney play yeah. in Oh, Hello... Uh, which- and Oh, Hello! Is uh, it was a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, but it started as a fun live show mm-hmm. at a small room in New York.
3: Yeah, Rafifi.
2: Based on two men that you observed in, in the, yeah. the Strand, which yeah. is a famous bookstore here in New York. Yeah. And what was it about these two elderly men?
3: Uh, they were like real New York people, like the the people you see at the Strand in New York. And there's a bookstore like that in every city in the country. It's like dudes in... uh, I wouldn't call them dudes. Uh, uh, (laughs) Legendary elderly bachelors uh, in, like, uh, turtlenecks and blazers, uh, and they were buying a copy of uh, Alan Alda's Never Have Your Dog Stuffed. Uh, (laughs) Like, me and Milani saw them, we were just like, oh... oh." (laughs) Look at these two tens... Uh, and, <laughs> and I think we both had always loved that kind of person. And we sort of followed them to a, a diner and watched them you read their... You stalked them? Oh, yeah. And so we just started, you know, talking like them and, and, and thinking like them. And and one day, Melania was like, let's do some cocaine. And, and it just was like, that's it. It's just like, that's it. That's those guys... And we started doing the show uh, at this place for Fifi. Uh, and we just, like, started hosting the show as those guys. And, and that's over a decade ago. And I think both of us uh, have never wanted to not do them since.
2: Just always. You know. It's yeah. great. And now you're hanging out with another friend of yours from your childhood. As you mentioned, you and Andrew Goldberg grew up and joined forces to create this animated series, Big Mouth. Yes. On its second season, now you said keep the walls up, don't talk about your own personal life. That's what you like doing, yeah. but you you are mining your teenage years yeah. for the show.
3: Yeah, I, it was felt easier to be more autobiographical as like a 13-year-old animated character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a show about me and Andrew based on our childhood. Of uh, he was a very early bloomer. Uh, Mm -hmm. he hit puberty or puberty hit him real hard. Uh, we actually have the first episode of the second season is, is ripped from the headlines. Uh, and that, uh, his father made his mother wax his upper lip, uh, when they, when he was in like sixth or seventh grade. And then, uh, he was unable to grow a mustache, uh, for years to come. He could grow a full beard and no hair on his upper (laughs) lip. Which uh, we refer to as his reverse Hitler. <laughs> um, uh, stories from my life as well, it, specifically in season two. I got pants around the, in seventh grade. What does that mean? Uh, that's right. You're uh, Canadian. So that would be, uh, um, I was trouser removed. Oh. Uh, uh, were you, were you wearing runners at the time? Yeah, I was were running you, my runners. Did you have a ginch? Uh, yeah. Were you
2: wearing your ginch? Yeah. What's a ginch? That's underwear.
3: Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's so Canadian. <laughs> uh, I was wearing uh, silk ginches. <laughs> yeah, okay. So sure. they slid right on down. I got pantsed by a girl in front of the girl, my, like, middle school uh, crush, the girl who I loved, like, all through elementary and middle school. Um, and uh, and now I'm a comedian. All right, Nick, are
2: you ready for an Ask Me Another Challenge?
3: Yeah, I'm so ready. Okay,
2: great. Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll. Nick, you starred in the sitcom Caveman, which was based on characters from the Geico commercials. And it's not the first or last time an ad was turned into a TV show or movie, so we wrote a quiz about it. And if you do well enough, listener Luke Rabiu from Oxford, Mississippi, will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Okay, so here's your first question. This is a softball. Okay. All right. What character was originally created by actor Jim Varney for local TV ads in Nashville and went on to star in a series of films in which he goes to camp, goes to school, and goes to jail?
3: Uh, Ernest. Yeah. yeah. Ernest goes to camp. Eventually became... Was it a Sprite commercials as well? Did it, was it for Sprite? But he was always talking to Vern... Uh, right. Where's Vern now? That's yeah. what I want to know.
2: Vern was like a fantasy. That oh was wow. the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was
3: like a psychosomatic drama <laughs> that he was right. playing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. It had, a, it had like a real Whoa. deep storyline. The Ernst thing. All right. How about this one? The talking baby who starred in ads for FreeInternet.com and Quiznos also starred in what early 2000s CBS sitcom?
3: Uh, I know this because uh, I, I remember one <laughs> caveman coming out being like, This will be the joke I tell when we're a hit.
2: Write uh, <laughs> your late night joke? Yeah, it's. Uh, the initials are BB, but one of them is Baby. Does that uh, help you?
3: I mean, it's Boss Baby, but it's not. It was the.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. Baby Bob.
3: Baby Bob. Yeah. You no. know, All there's right. a reason it didn't work. Yep. Uh... <laughs>
2: All right, this is your last clue. What 2018 movie featuring Nick Krull Uh began as a 2012 Pepsi
3: commercial? Uh, Obviously, it's Operation Finale, The Hunt for Adolf Eichmann. Uh, (laughs) But my second guess uh, would be uh, Uncle Drew, uh, starring Kyrie Irving. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, I got that one. Wow.
2: Hey that movie you just mentioned that Operation Finale that was a very dramatic role.
3: It is a very dramatic. With role. Sir
2: Ben Kingsley. Yes,
3: Sir Ben Kingsley and I who we obviously started together doing sketch comedy. That's right. <laughs> Sir Ben always like it was like great to do sketch with him but he always had his punchline like he had his catchphrases. <laughs> so like no matter what the sketch was all of a sudden he'd be like, "I'm Gandhi." <laughs> uh but it worked, you know what I mean. He killed, and so it was like it was hard to disagree. But it, like, it was hard to work with him, you know what I mean. I can see that. Uh,
2: yeah. uh, well, congratulations, you and Luke Raby. You have won. Ask me another Rubik's Cubes. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Luke,
3: I don't know what this will be worth in in Mississippi, but uh, I hope you enjoy (laughs) it. And Ophira, thank you for having me. It's
2: wonderful to see you. Season two of Big Mouth is streaming on Netflix. Give it up for Nick Kroll. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next two contestants will play a game called hot math. Jonathan, what do you call an angle over 90 degrees?
1: I call it hot, yeah.
2: What do you call an angle less than 90 degrees?
1: Oh, that's just a cute. <laughs> Guys, we, they force us to tell these jokes. We don't always want to.
2: First up, Anna Fenske, you studied computer science at New York University, where you led a project to teach a computer to recognize clickbait headlines. All right. So what makes the perfect clickbait headline or tease? So
4: my program actually spit out the features of a headline that were most informative to it. And Uh of those features were adverbs, adjectives, so descriptive words. Yep. And surprisingly, the word cat fell somewhere (laughs) along the list. (laughs) No, no real news is about a cat.
2: <laughs> Anna, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Liz Jazwicky. You volunteer with bunny rabbits. Yes, I do. Okay, so on this show, we had Amy Sedaris, who owns a lot of rabbits and bunnies, and she said the best way to hold a bunny is to not hold it at all. They should only be observed. Do you agree with that? I would agree with that. There are appropriate
4: ways to hold it, though, if you really can't restrain yourself. (laughs) I see. I see. Um, You should actually hold it kind of like a football uh, under your arm here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because they don't like their feet or their hindquarters to dangle because it's like a a vulture is grabbing them and carrying (gasps) them away.
2: Oh. Right? Yeah. You don't want So as long as you have something like there to support it, they're okay. Yeah, just get something under the rump, they're good to go. I'm the same way. I know. All right, Liz, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Remember, Anna and Liz, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. Let's go to your first game. This is a word game called hot math. If you love word games but think they don't contain enough numbers, this is for you because we're making math even sexier by mashing up math terms with other words and phrases.
1: For example, if I said... Umpires use this distribution to ensure the top 20% of tricky pitches earn A grades. You would answer, bell curve ball.
2: The math term will always come first in the mashup. Here we go. While you're getting this dental procedure to fill an infected tooth cavity, you can pass the time by finding the number that, when multiplied by itself, equals... Another number. Liz. Square root canal? Exactly. I thought
1: you were planning to study the branch of math about shapes, lines, and angles, but you were waiting to use that protractor to betray your country. Anna.
2: Geometryson?
1: Geometryson, that's right. Well done.
2: Gives new meaning to a crime circle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> in this branch of math you study variables coefficients and other mathematical symbols and eat small round brassica buds liz algebra Brussels sprouts yeah mm. yeah you know brassica buds brassica buds yeah,
1: yeah. Nicki Minaj takes down quantities that aren't whole numbers in this rap where she rhymes King Kong with Kingdom. Liz.
4: Chun Lin Equality.
2: That's that's really good. That's That's really good.
1: I don't think we can accept that, though. That is not what we are looking for. The math
2: term has to come first, first, but that was quite beautiful.
1: Anna, do you know the answer?
2: I don't think I can steal. That's all right. I feel like you know it, Liz, and uh, I can't give you the point, but do you want to get out of your brain? Fraction Lee. That's right. (laughs) That's right. A squared plus B squared equals the fairy tale character who challenges you to guess his name in three days. Liz. Pythagorean
4: theorem Polstiltskin? Yes! (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: I know every once in a while on the show you can really just take a moment and realize that none of these words have ever been put together before, this is a unique situation This is your last clue
1: Snooky, Pauly D, and the situation
2: <laughs>
1: Prefer to deal only with whole numbers, thanks Anna Into Jersey Shore Yeah, well done You're really on top of that one
2: Okay, I have to admit, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for doing that with me. You. Right. You're both word mathletes, uh, and Liz right now is in the lead. If geometry gets you excited, you might be square, and you might be perfect for our show. Go to amatickets.org to find out how to be a contestant. Coming up, you know what's better than a suggestion box? A fact bag. That's right. Get out of your suggestion box. You've been replaced by more definitive content in a more malleable container. We're going to be playing fact bag. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Splunk. At Splunk, they believe every problem is a data problem, and their Data to Everything platform helps people everywhere solve their biggest challenges. Splunk can help you turn your real-time data from across your organization into successful outcomes for security, IT, DevOps, and, well, everything. Learn more about Splunk, the data-to-everything platform, at splunk.com D2E.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. For nearly a decade,
4: Comcast has connected millions of low-income families to the Internet at home. With an uncertain school year ahead, Comcast's Internet Essentials Partner Program is working to connect low-income students to the internet, and offering 60 days of free internet service to new Internet Essentials customers, so students and families have the tools they need to be ready for anything. More at comcast.com slash internet essentials.
1: This is NBR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Anna and Liz. Soon they'll play a game about the 1990s. Yeah. Do you remember that iconic Friends poster of Rachel and Ross and the gang, and they're all drinking milkshakes out of cute straws? Yeah, do you remember straws? (laughs) What have we done? Anna, what fashion do you love from the 90s? So I was born in ninety-six, so mm-hmm.
4: I didn't really experience this stuff. So
2: like a onesie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably you had some baggy clothes. That was hip. Liz, what fashion did you love from the nineties?
4: This may have just been me, but I had these like woven vests with individual Disney princesses on them that I
2: would like I would kill to have again it was today. was
1: not just you, Liz. No. <laughs>
2: Your next game is a music parody called 1990s Nostalgia. Anna, you are going to do great. <laughs> Liz, stay in the lead, and you're in the final round. Anna, you need more points or you'll receive a tube of brown lipstick.
1: <laughs> we changed the lyrics to hit songs from the 1990s to make them about things associated with the 1990s. Ring in to tell me what 90s thing I am singing about. And if you're correct, you can earn a bonus point by naming the original song or the artist who made it famous. Here we go. You sat alone in a boggy marsh. Totally parentless, it sounds pretty harsh. A nuclear transfer from a somatic cell. She's a perfect copy and she's famous as well.
2: Liz. Dolly the Sheep. Dolly the Sheep, that's right. First cloned sheep. That's right. Although, hard to say, because if you want to pick an animal where they really look all alike.
1: That's true. It could have been a lie. They just picked a sheep, and they're like, yeah, it's a clone. There's the clone. It worked. Yeah. Uh, for a bonus point, can you name the song or the artist? Couldn't tell you. Okay. That was Lump by the Presidents of the United States.
4: Wow. Uh, okay.
1: Sure. I don't want to wait. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually the real words to this song. <laughs> I just, that song is just in me, and I can't.
2: <laughs> they love that song. Everyone has that song in their Everyone, head it's all the time. Everyone always stuck
1: in there all yeah. the whole time. Okay.
2: I don't want to pay for these songs. I'm declaring
1: that it just doesn't count as stealing. If it helps me, I'm just going to use peer-to-peer file sharing this program. We'll download these songs for free. (laughs) Anna? Napster? Napster is the answer. For a bonus point, can you name the original song? I
4: don't don't know if I know the title, but I don't want to wait. Yeah, that's
1: the title. (laughs) That's the other part of the joke is the the words that I sang were the title to the song. (laughs) Turn call waiting off, click and sign on. Listen to the modem wail. Chat rooms. It's fine if I log on, and I'm logging on just fine. Hissing, screeching noise, 56k. Then it says you've got mail. Signed on. Got my line on a splitter. There's a splitter on my line. List.
4: AOL. AOL is the answer, that's
1: right. For a bonus point, can you name the original song or artist?
2: Gin and Juice. Yeah, that's right, Snoop Dogg. So glad I hung on to my CompuServe email address. I know.
1: (laughs) Uh, Here we go. I don't want to drink wine cooler. That's what I said now. No thanks. Beer is not my ruler. No foamy head now. I want Something clear and malty With a citrus bite now Looks cool, but the taste is kind of faulty Like a burning sprite now Anna?
4: I'm going to take a wild guess and say Zima?
1: Zima is correct For a bonus point, can you name the song or the artist? Two Princes Yeah, that's right, Spin Doctors A little bit of Indigo Girls tonight A little Suzanne Vega sounding right And now Fiona Apple's on the stage I know that Tracey Chapman's All the rage I hear that Luster Jackson's Singin' next Sean Colvin's also here Don't be perplexed Forget it if you're here To see a man Cause this was part of Miss McLaughlin's plan Liz? Lilith Fair? Lilith Fair, that's right for a bonus point, can you name the song or artist?
4: Mambo number
2: five. Yeah! I feel like I have every single one of those women's CDs. <laughs> All of them. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does it want?
1: It wants to eat again. I'm caring for a keychain pet. Is this thing dead? Forgot to feed again. I'm a hostage of a keychain pet. <laughs> Anna. Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi, that's right. For a bonus point, can you name the original song or artist?
4: I cannot. I know know the melody. Don't get
2: that upset. Don't get that upset.
4: I don't know the name.
1: It was Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba.
4: Yeah, I don't know the name.
1: (laughs) That's all right. Uh, This is your last clue. Girl, beware on New Year's, they said. Computers think it's 1900. Software, software, software is why we are all, we are all, we are all gonna die. Anna. Y2K. Y2K bug, that's right.
2: In hindsight, we should have let that run its course. Yeah. Would have been for the best. For a bonus point,
1: can you name the song or artist?
4: I don't know the name, is it called That Thing?
1: I'm sorry, that is part of the name of the song. I need the whole name of the song.
4: I don't know if I can give you the whole name of the song.
1: <laughs> Anna, you have to do this. Yeah, you
2: <laughs> I don't have it.
1: All right, it was uh, actually Do wop parenthesis, That Thing by Lauren Hill.
2: It means right now we have a tie, so we have a tiebreaker question. <laughs> Whoever gets this moves to the final round. Here's your question. What robotic bird like toy pet was released by Hasbro in 1998? Liz. Furby? That is correct. Well played, both of you. Congratulations. Liz, you are moving to the final round. While Jill and Liz get ready for our final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is Fact Bag. I have a bag full of trivia questions. Jonathan and I do not know the answers. Every question is written on an envelope. I'm going to read a question. Jonathan and I will discuss, and then we'll open the envelope and find out the real answer.
1: It's a real bag, everybody.
2: Okay, here we go. The lemon-lime soda 7-Up was introduced in 1929. About 20 years later, what ingredient was quietly removed from its formula?
1: Was removed from its formula. Cocaine.
2: So- Someone said that. I agree with that. Cocaine. Right. All no, the sodas was had coke.
1: cocaine in them. They
2: all did, right?
1: I don't know. I, Coca-Cola certainly did. Uh, well, it's not lemons. It's not lime.
2: Oh, yeah. I'd love it if it was lemon.
1: Caffeine.
2: Okay, let's say caffeine. Let's say caffeine. That's smart. Uh, oh, great. Lithium. I, yeah, I cannot believe there's not a lobby to get that back in. Uh, now you know why it was 7-Up.
0: <laughs>
2: hey. Hey. Uh, 7-Up used to contain a small amount of lithium, which is a psychiatric medication and an element used in batteries. Well, we really... That, what amazing uses. <laughs> 7-Up's original name was Bib Label Lithiad Lemon Lime Soda.
1: It's not very catchy.
2: Yeah, that was hard to get on a label. <laughs> Lithium's use in soda was outlawed in the late 1940s. Wow. Mistake. Lithium. Yeah. Okay, the first official American penny featured a motto that has since been removed from our currency. <gasps> mm. Take a penny, leave a penny. <laughs> that would be weird if that was the used first to be the motto. the currency, yeah.
1: I don't know. I haven't looked at a penny in a million years. That's how rich I am. <laughs> e pluribus unum is the thing that's on on the currency now. I don't know if that's coins. This really, we're really. Listen, that's at this. pretty good. We don't good. know a damn I'm thing. F- I'm
2: going with that. Oh, that's, that's still, still on, on currency. currency.
1: It's not going to be that.
2: Okay. So D- uh, don't tread on me. It's <laughs> a good one. God bless America.
1: God bless America. I don't think they ever put that on a penny.
2: Uh, how about? Um, let's see. We're all doomed. The empire will fall. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds good. We're all doomed. The empire will fall. Let's okay. see if we're right. Let's
2: see if that's what it is. <gasps> mind your business. <laughs> what? Mind your business? That's right. Benjamin Franklin is thought to have designed this penny, which had a, has a picture of a sundial on one side. It, it's unclear how the motto, mind your business, was intended to be received. Oh, it's unclear? I'll tell you how it was intended. Mind your business. Yeah. Quit
1: bothering me, says Ben Franklin. I mean, put it on a penny. Mind your business. I feel like we could not have guessed that.
2: There's no way we could have guessed that.
1: That's the nature of fact bag, though.
2: (laughs) Okay, Charles, this is our last one. Charles Dickens owned a cat named Bob. Sure. After Bob died, what did Charles Dickens do with the cat's remains? Great. It's like not normal. Or it wouldn't be worth a fun fact? Maybe he, like, fed them to P.T. Barnum or something like that? He fed or, them to P.T. Barnum? <laughs> that was his rival. One of his um, rivals. Maybe he stuffed him? Could he have stuffed his cat, Bob? Little little taxidermy action?
1: That seems like a thing Charles Dickens would do.
2: Yeah. He was like a Brooklyn guy before Brooklyn. He was a hamster. <laughs> I like that idea. <gasps> oh. Oh my he God. turned Bob into a letter opener. Oh. What? Dickens was distraught when his cat Bob died. He preserved one of Bob's paws Mm -hmm. and turned it into the handle of a letter opener with an ivory blade. It bears the inscription, In Memory of Bob, 1862. The object is now part of hell. No, the object... The object is now part of the New York Public Library's collection. Just another delightful reason. It is
1: forty-nine percent sweet and fifty-one percent creepy.
2: <laughs> exactly. Another good idea. From
1: Charles Dickens. From the mind of Charles Dickens. <laughs>
2: That's right. All right. Well, that was Fact Bag, everybody. Let's uh, go for Fact Bag. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists, Jill Zarcone, who loves a funny obituary. And Liz Jazwicky, who says, Bunny rabbits do not enjoy dangling hindquarters. (laughs) Jill and Liz, your final round is called What's More. It's a 50-50 guessing game. All you have to do is tell me which of two things there's more of. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Nick Kroll. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Jill is going first. Here we go. Jill, who had more Billboard Hot 100 hits, The Beatles or Mariah Carey? The Beatles. That's right. The Beatles had 20 Billboard Hot 100 hits, and Mariah Carey, 18. Liz, what's bigger, a bushel or a peck? Bushel. Correct. Bushel, 9.3 gallons versus 2.3 gallons for a peck. Jill, are there more episodes of Saturday Night Live or episodes of The Simpsons? The Simpsons. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Saturday Night Live with more than 800 versus Simpsons 600. Liz, are there more spaces on a roulette wheel or on TV's Wheel of Fortune? Roulette wheel. That is correct. Roulette 38 versus 24 on Wheel of Fortune. Jill, tiles in a standard Scrabble game or tiles in a standard Bananagrams game? Scrabble. Oh, I'm sorry. Bananagrams, 144. Scrabble has 100. Liz, number of iPhones ever sold or the number of Rubik's Cubes ever sold? (laughs) Gotta go Rubik's Cube. I wish. (laughs) Uh, iPhones, I'm sorry that is incorrect. iPhones more than 1 billion versus a mere 350 million Rubik's Cubes. Jail, people employed by Walmart in the United States or the population of Vermont? I'm going to say Walmart. Yes, Walmart. 1.5 million versus 624,000 in Vermont. Liz, what's more, the current yearly salary of a U.S. president or the prize for winning a season of Big Brother? Mm, U.S. president. Actually, it's Big Brother. $500,000 versus the president, $400,000. We're at the halfway point and the score is tied two to two. Jill, in the 20th century, more Republican presidents or Democratic? Republicans. Yes, Republican 11 versus 7 Democratic. Liz, the number of elements on the periodic table or the number of member states in the U.N.? Member states? That's right, the U.N., 193 versus 118 elements in the periodic table. Jill, what's more, the number of people who've walked on the Earth's moon or the number of rovers driven on Mars? Uh, Rovers on Mars? I'm sorry, moonwalkers is twelve and rovers four. Liz, moons of Venus or Moons of Mars? Moons of Mars. Moons of Mars two. That's correct. Venus zero. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Jill, inches in a meter or ounces in a liter. Ounces in a liter. I'm sorry, oh. yeah. it's inches in a meter, 39 versus 33 ounces in a liter. Okay, here's the situation. The score is four to three. Liz, if you get this question right, you win. Nobel Prize categories or Pulitzer Prize categories? Nobel Prize? I'm sorry, it's Pulitzer Prize categories, 21 versus six Nobel Prize categories. Okay, Jill, you need to get this right to stay in the game. US states starting with the letter A or states starting with the letter O? A. A is correct. 4 versus o, 03. Liz, if you get this right, you win, otherwise we'll go to a tiebreaker. Liz, letters in the Greek alphabet or letters in the English alphabet? English alphabet. That is correct. English alphabet 26 versus Greek alphabet 24. What a close game. Congratulations, Liz. You're our big winner. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt cannon. Our puzzles were written by Camilla Franklin and senior writers Kyle Beakley, Karen Lurie, and J. Keith Van Stratton with additional material by Emily Winter. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another is produced by Sylvie Douglas. Oiled
1: Ivy Slugs.
2: Mike Cassif, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Edward Wyckoff Williams, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Alexis Stromer, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Andrew Sharon, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner, WNYC, and our live event sponsor, American Mensa. I'm Haripe Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Next time on Ask Me Another, actor Dasha Polanco tells us about how she landed her role on Orange is the New Black while juggling nursing school. And I get the call, oh, you got a call back. You have to go Saturday.
0: And I'm like, who auditions on a Saturday? I have clinicals on Saturday.
2: (laughs) So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games and Trivia.